You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Hey. Oh, hey, Jeff. What's going on, guys? Oh, you know, talking about Superman. Oh, cool. I could talk about Superman. I could talk some more about Superman. We know. I'll bet a few people would want to get in on this. I'm down. You know it. That sounds like fun. I'll do it. Cool. Let's do it. We can call the show Men of Steel. And you can find it at certainpov.com. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Yay. Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. This week we are continuing with our, well, I mean, technically we're into the next month, but uh, we were recording this still in August, so we were talking about the Suicide Squad. Yeah, we're in our present, which is your past, and it's going to be our future, but it's all going to converge together <laughs> to give you the ultimate challenge, the Suicide Squad, so we hope to entertain and delight you. Yeah, we watched the Suicide Squad uh, in August, and we last week talked about the Suicide Squad movie. Now, we are going to challenge ourselves to see what does the Suicide Suicide Squad movie look like in the Marvel Universe had they tried to do that. Yes. Uh, let me tell you, <laughs> trying to find <laughs> like lesser known <laughs> villains like the way that James Gunn did for the movie was not an easy one for me. Well, I don't think James had to do that. I think DC has a list. Like, I seriously think there's got to be like, I don't know if they're in briefcases, but it's like the A-list. <laughs> The B list and the C list. Like, there's got to be some digital Google Doc that they have because this was interesting. Um, I think it's Stephen Bloom who did a lot for uh, Hulu's Modoc TV show. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Yeah, I totally wanted to get Stiltman on there. And they're like, No, you can't. So it's like, How do these, like, you know, these lawyers don't know who the heck these characters are. So there's got to be something. So they must have, like, they must have just handed James Gunn a document, like, Here you go. And he's just like, Okay, uh, what can I do? Because I don't even know if Ratcatcher 2 is a character. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm questioning that. Like, I know there is a Ratcatcher. I remember. I know there's a Ratcatcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if there's a Ratcatcher 2. So it's kind of like, okay. And and then, yeah, it's like Bloodsport. What? All three issues? Um, and then, and then the there's two different versions of yeah. uh, There's a two different guys that are named Bloodsport that came out relatively named. Uh, relatively, relatively close, yeah. Close to each other, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, so. Yeah, that's. Uh, James Gunn didn't have to work as hard, okay? Don't, don't, <laughs> don't sell yourself short. You worked harder and you did, a, you did a great job. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, but yeah, we're going to. So we're going to do our challenge at the end of the episode. First, as always, we're going to get into the Spinner Act because it's new comic book day. Yes. All right, folks. So. Tuesday, if you want to get there quick and early, go to your LCS and get ready for some DC Comics. So it is Aquaman's 80th anniversary. So they are going to do a 100-page super special. Uh, they will continue to do the regular cover. So I believe that that is, uh, I think that's Ivan Rice art for the regular cover. Uh, and then they're going to do the yearly variants. So, or, sorry, not yearly, decades. So we'll get to see, uh, taking us all the way back to what, if we're talking 80 and we're in the 30s. 20s. So no. 40s. 40s, 40s, yeah. yeah. Uh, which that means, and this is something that I, a lot of people forget sometimes. Aquaman and Green Arrow appeared in the same comic book together, the first appearance. That Not was together, but it was one of those anthologies. Right, right, right. More fun comics. Number 73, I think? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. So the one thing I wish DC and both Marvel would do, reprint the freaking issue. That's what we want. Yeah. Give us a facsimile. Yeah. Thank you for teaching me that word. You're welcome. I love any way I get to work that in. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so we got a nice 40s one. We got a 50s one. Uh, as you're scrolling through these, which ones, any of them popping out? Because we could definitely use as a talking point. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. And I'm trying to, th I was going to ask, like, what version of Aquaman costume are you more akin to? Like, this is definitely 80s right here, right? Or well, that, that would 90s? be your 90s. That would be your 90s. Okay. So that's the Peter David Hook one. Uh, then we're jumping in the 2000s, which gives us the beard and whatnot. And then we got the Momoa version. Um, you know, honestly, I, I, I guess if I'm designing Aquaman, I love the classic costume. I just, I think it's great. Um, the Adians variant, uh, that, uh, that definitely looks like some Jim Aparo style art, but I just love that. I, I dig the, the scaled armor just cause I think scales pop off really cool in comic books. He is Aquaman. So it kind of, it, you know, that chain mill kind of works with it. Um, 
I like the green and black merger. I know it's cheesy as heck. I mean, I could go with longer hair. I don't really see Aquaman with a beard. I really don't. Okay. But I know people like that. It, it's definitely a good aesthetic. But to me, I just think like if he's in the water, even the long hair is going to be a pain. Cause <laughs> it's, it's just going to sit there and float everywhere. So yeah. it kind of is going to take that out. But for me, classic costumes always the best. What about you? What's your pick? I mean, I... I- I guess I'm just uh, I have an akin for the uh, 90s one with the hook hand just uh-huh. because that's when I was reading uh, those books. Yeah, but I you know what's not what's not on here the that um that blue suit. Oh, the camo one. The, the camo, yeah, because yeah, that Tempest has the red version of it, yep. and he has the blue. Like, how come no one goes after that one? Like, because he's not fish man. Yeah. He's Aquaman. He's Aquaman. You know, that's just uh, and it's funny because I'm trying to think like. We also don't see the water hand. We don't see the water we hand. We don't see the water hand, which the water hand was a cool one. Like it I was. will admit, because that very much was classic, but with modern, you know, neo classic, I guess. Um, but yeah, some of the, you know, some of the looks get dumped. But it's funny because Wonder Woman, her worst ever, when she was just wearing that Secret Agent all white suit, because yeah. that one like really depowered her, really just took her down several pegs they still did a variant to reference that so i guess it's just if we're looking because to me Waterhand would have been good for the 2000s variant yeah that would have been that time instead 2000s variant is just like a headshot yeah it's a so weird it's like you shot you i don't done know what they're doing that uh the i think 70s and 80s almost become redundant like one of those is definitely a shout out to jim apero so maybe you could have done 70s that one 80s they could have snuck in camo suit why not you know, i mean it's so, there it's part of the history you know, just yeah, you know even if, if nobody wants to remember it it's, it's there all right next next on our spin all right, so moving forward batman fear state alpha number one is here james tinian the fourth is taking future state and bringing it now so if you are a fan of scarecrow this is definitely probably going to be worthwhile. If you like Future State and maybe want to see how we get from now to there, this could be definitely worthwhile. Um, and it's interesting because even though this is Alpha and this is the start, this is not the start. Uh, the sneaky brand new free comic book day that happened, I think, two weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. That has kind of before Alpha, there's zero. So that has the zero part. So this is, see if you can still get one. This before is what it's I'm too talking late. about with comic books now. Any way that they can get in a number one again, like, because oh, it's not Batman Fear State number one. It's Batman Fear State Alpha number one because they already yeah. had Batman Fear State number one. And they already had Fear State number one. So it's, yeah. it's just... And then we're going to have Omega probably. Yeah, so, we have an Omega yeah. just like they yeah. do over at Marvel. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll probably definitely sit this event out. No offense to James Tinian the fourth. I think he's been doing some great stuff. I'm just so out of touch with Batman anymore because as you look at these covers, you see all these brand new characters that they're, they're putting in there. And I think that really screams to why he's choosing to leave DC because it's like, well... You know, it's kind of like what Todd McFarlane and all those guys went through. You create, but in the end, it's never yours. Hey, so, yeah. you know what? Create all these characters right now because that's in 20, 30 years when they do another Suicide Squad. These are the characters they're going to be true. killing off. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, that it will find a way. So, yeah. Uh, moving along, though, Batman Superman Volume 2 will get an annual. So, from 2021. So, Gene Lang Yang and Paul Oh, my gosh. Pelletier Francisco, uh, they'll be teaming up. It's an interesting, for lack of a better term, I guess a yin-yang would sound more family-friendly, but you're going to have a front-side Batman cover, which will then have a flip-side Superman cover, which will be upside down, thus putting Superman, Batman in the yin-yang position there. (laughs) Um, And the artist is Paul Pelletier Francisco Francaviel. Well, no, Francisco Francavella is oh, another. Oh, that's two different people? Yeah. So it's Paul Pelletier, our Pelletier, uh, is one artist. Uh, so you're going to have two. And if I remember correctly, I think this one's going to be like, I think they might be playing with the idea it's the same story from Batman's point of view and then from Superman's point of view. Oh, okay, If, I, if I think about that. So yeah. Uh, so there's definitely that. And then you've got your... I hope uh, that's a big book. It should be for an annual. Right. And especially at that price point. Uh, but nowadays, comics are expensive. Oh, I know. I think, what, three ninety nine is the standard? So, yeah. So, uh, then you have the variant cover by Francisco Francavella. So, Batman and Superman being pulled together and as they reach for each other lovingly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, yes, that series is going to be canceled soon. So, definitely, if you're enjoying it, enjoy these past couple issues. Harley Quinn will be getting her own 2021 annual as well. So, Stephanie Phillips and David LaFuente will be teaming up. And it looks like uh, this is either going to be, I remember something was talking about, this is either the profiling issue 
because I think that's what Harley's going to be bringing to the Batman family, or this might just be her revisiting experiences with various Batman characters. Uh, but that variant cover, that is definitely some sl- slick-looking art uh, that's going to be there. I want to say that it looks like Art Germ, but I don't think that is his. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Infinite, no- Infinite Frontier number five is out. Dude, this book is what's making me like DC. Like, because right now, you know, DC Comics stands for Batman. <laughs> That's just it. It's, it's all Batman. And Infinite Frontier is finally exploring the idea that, okay, if we just had this big event where we said everything counts, 40s Batmans, 50s Batmans, and all that stuff. So, like, we have a multiverse. We have an omniverse. We have a linear verse. But we have yet to discuss what these things mean. At least Infinite Frontier, Josh Williamson, is doing an awesome job of exploring that stuff. Uh, this is going to be the real dark side. So that's going to be very interesting. What does that mean? Uh, we're setting up for Justice League Incarnate. So I was recently reading an article by or an interview with James Williamson, and he talked about the fact that this is like Act One, and so when we go into Phase Two, uh, it, it sounds like he's really wanting to mimic what happened with Infinite Crisis. So like how you had those books that built up, right? So I'm hype about that. I liked it because that was a great crossover. That was a great time in the DC universe, in my opinion. So yeah, give some Infinite Frontier love because it's beautiful, beautiful stuff. And uh, the, I like these variant covers as well. So Brian Hitch is giving us Roy and and uh, oh my God, Jenny Lean Hayden, aka Jade. So if you're fans of those characters, they're shining very amazingly in this book. John K. Snyder the Third is giving us a the Suicide Squad variant. With King Shark, Rick Flag, and Rat Catcher too, so I believe that's all part of a connection. If if I, I think they all lay out and connect, Midnighter will be getting his own 2021 annual as well. So fans of the character are going to get a breakout issue. Uh, what's going to happen? It'll be very interesting to see because they are definitely trying to work Midnighter and Apollo and that crew of characters. What they're Wildstorm, right? They were Wildstorm. They yeah, were part so of the Authority. How they are going to be worked into the new DC universe going forward. One, it's the one thing I want to say is I didn't know that Midnighter had a current book going on, let alone able to have an annual. Actually, I don't even know if he has a book. How could he have an I annual without a book? They're just doing it, man. <laughs> At least they're not using the word alpha, right? I guess that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's 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 pretty cool. Midnighter, yeah. interesting character. Uh, Miles Storm. Oh, actually. Yeah, I think this one's just a recycled book. So we use Midtown Comics, and sometimes they, they bring in some issues that come back. Uh, so they're selling some of their variants that didn't sell the first time, so they're remarketing as well. So August is is August normally the annuals month? Because we've already had like four annuals in, in this. It kind of seems like it this year. It kind of seems like they're just putting Where I out guess a technically that's September. It's the, it'd be the second well, this- day. Well, oh, no, it'd be the first day of September when, yeah. when this comes so, out. I Yeah, I think it's just spillover. But even then, I don't think they do it like Oh, no, this would to. be the last day of August because they do DC does theirs on Tuesdays. So Wednesday's the first. Okay, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think maybe this year they just chose to go that route. Instead uh, of doing fifth week yeah, events. fifth week events, we're just going back to annuals. Doing annuals, uh, yeah. Annual events, which we could talk about in a moment. But yeah, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm glad it's back. I will say this. There was a good time. I think probably Tom King was the first to get me hyped up for annuals again when he was doing Batman so he started bringing back the annual edition and man I know there were plenty of times where I bought those annuals and I was like these suck <laughs> so they've been good so I hope that streak continues so if you are venturing into those books good luck to you and your annual uh, Static Season 1 Issue 3 will be out so that's right Static Shock is back uh, Milestorm is back so we're getting some awesome stuff so definitely give some good love to that book as well uh, there are two variant covers or there is a cover and a variant. Teen Titans Academy number six will be out. So I think by this point we should know who Red X is, but I'm not sure. So you don't uh, know. No, I'm not. Because you're not, not reading, reading the book. book. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm not reading the book either, but we should know because the last uh, issue was the one where... I think they were having, having in the mask right. there and the, the hands holding it. Yeah, so that'll definitely be interesting to hey, see. Good uh, good on DC for not exposing it in the, in the cover true. art. That's true. Well, even good on them for not going and like, hey, let's talk to some Rolling Stone or New York Times and release that information because no offense marvel but you do that so it kind (laughs) of screws us the real fans uh so anyways yeah so they got cover a and cover b if you want to get in on that action is that like detective chimp or no is that a 
is that an ape? It's some kind of yeah, definitely probably. They're, I think they're both new characters for this Titans Academy. So okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, again, characters that'll die in the Suicide Squad <laughs> episode twenty-seven, <laughs> ten years from now. Uh, Wonder Girl uh, issue three will be out. So Joelle Jones is taking Yana and 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 giving her some new adventures. So if you want to explore her further, definitely give that book some some attention. Uh, next up, we've got Batman Adventures. We'll be releasing a collected edition. Cat got your tongue. So if you love the animated Catwoman, definitely check this one out. I love that cover pose. Batman Zero Year is getting a trade paperback edition. So if you loved year one, then get ready for Zero Year because that's the 52 origin of Batman when he had his dirt bike and sleevelessness. Like, uh, oh. Yeah, New 52. New 52. Oh, okay. they said what could and couldn't count, so year one didn't, even though it did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Preacher, the 25th anniversary collection, will be releasing Omnibus Volume 2. So if you want to see what really happened in Preacher in the comics, definitely check it you out. You know, I still haven't watched the last episode of the of the series. Like, oh, I just, wow. I, I liked it. I uh-huh. didn't, liked it immensely. The series was great, but I just... I don't know. Slip to the crack. <laughs> I, 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 I have it. It's just saved on my DVR. I just haven't gotten around to watch it. I mean, like I said, I liked it. And I don't know if it's like a, I don't want to watch the last episode just because it means it's over kind That's of thing. Or if it's just like, it just didn't grip me enough to be like, I need to go back. We're going to do some word association. No, but yeah, <laughs> it's probably that. It's that I don't want to let go because then it's gone. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, we know what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> All right. So Swamp Thing New Roots will be released. So if you want to get some, I think these were 90s adventures of... Uh, Swamp Thing, definitely check that out. There's a lot of eras of them. So that's going to be your DC collection. And then come back on Wednesday for the rest of your independent comics and your Marvel comics. So from Marvel, we'll go ahead and uh, see uh, Avengers issue 48. So Jason Aaron has given us the new Winter Guard. And here we see the Winter Hulk. So she is very physique, red-skinned blonde hair. I'm curious... Is that Jennifer Walters or is that an entirely new character? I mean, they wouldn't change her hair color, would they? They shouldn't because I think she's always been a brunette. Art. What's the I, I proper guess, word for brown hair? Because brunette's when it's dark black, right? No. I oh. think brown hair is, is brunette. Can fall in there? Okay. I don't know. I have I'm no idea. Stuff. Well, I know she's always had brown hair. And then when she hulks out, it obviously it's green. goes green. Yeah. You know? So I guess so, it, when she goes red, it could go blonde. Yeah, maybe. It would make sense, too. But then again, Red Hulk loses his mustache when he hulks out. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. We caught you on that one, Jeff Loeb. All right, but anyway, so yes, yeah, so there's some action going on there. Captain Marvel issue 32 will be going on, and keep an eye on the Captain Marvel book. So here we get to see Captain Marvel fight. I believe this is Star. Star. Yeah. So that's going to be really interesting. But we're getting ready for this. Uh, so last of the Marvels. I understand that Star is a Infinity Stone made person, right? I believe so. But is she like just mimicked herself after Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers? Like she, her whole look in this cover right here is is like very much yeah, like an opposite version, right? Yeah, I think that's probably the appeal towards it. You know, where it's kind of like okay, I'm going to embody you, but I'm going to be myself. So yeah, but no, but I tell you what though, looking forward to this last of the Marvels because I think your boy Guinness Vale is definitely going to get some love. But I'm very curious, will we get Marvel the original back? And what is that going to mean to the rest of the Marvel family? Hmm. Uh, and by the way, Marvel is doing some Miles Morales uh, 10th anniversary variant covers. So definitely check that out. You get a little bit of a taste of his he new was, costume. He wasn't created in 2011, was he? Uh, oh, so maybe it's the 20-year anniversary. No, because he wouldn't have been 2001. So maybe it is. Wow. Yeah. I feel like he's been around longer than that, but... 2001 is when, when the ultimate, the ultimate universe, universe yeah so maybe it was 10 years they, yeah. they killed off Peter Parker and then created Miles Morales yeah, Bendis yeah. <laughs> well he's definitely having he had better time then than he's having at DC right now e- yeah sorry buddy uh, let's see Dark Ages number one is finally here I am hyped for this one like so I love this what cover is this book? so it's basically Tom Taylor's gonna Grew over the Marvel universe somehow. Now is this in canon or is this like Marvel no, this is zombies? Own, or yeah, it'll okay. be its own its own world. So 
last, not this last comic book day, so I guess last year's free comic book day, uh, inside the free comic book day for X-Men, they had their first preview for Dark Ages. So in it, we see Iron Man, you know, being all Iron Man-y and flying in the sky. All of a sudden, boom, the power goes out. A plane is falling. He's falling. He winds up crashing into the plane, losing his left leg from the from the knee down, and he's just trying to assemble the Avengers. Be like, Steve, you got to handle it. Assemble and either dies or blacks out from the pain. Um, in this book, we get to see, and the opening is so like it's very interesting. So it's kind of fun because you have Peter and MJ. And their daughter May, they're having a family night. With oh, it's May. Juke, yeah, with uh, Jessica and Luke and Danielle, their daughter. So uh-huh. the, the four of them are all getting together, and then bam, whatever happens, happens. So the spiders feel it, and we just see them all like cringing in pain. You see Miles, you see Gwen, you see Pete, you see May, all of them reacting. So this is gonna like I feel like with them calling the Dark Ages and with there being like a lot of like gears and electronics in the background, I feel like just like it's like a massive EMP that hits the electronics and superpowers. Mm. Uh, so it's gonna be very very interesting. We've seen in cover art for future issues. So like it looks like Miles is gonna go and approach a symbiote for power. So we're gonna see him in that regard and what's gonna happen to the rest of them. So like I. I if you liked Deceased, I think this is a book. I mean, I Tom Taylor apparently is just the guy. Oh, he is. Like, the man. Because he gets character. Okay. So, yeah. So, definitely give this book some love. So, who do we have on this cover of number one? Uh, so, it looks like you have flying up above would be Iron Man. Or someone you in know. a power suit, right? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be Iron Man. Well, I'd say, I think this is them before the event happens. Okay. So, yeah. So, definitely looks like Iron Man. Uh, then, on the next level, you have The Thing uh, floating down to Black Panther. Uh, floating down to Susan Storm. Oh, that's then, Susan Storm. Yeah, I would definitely say that's her. Okay, it's kind of it gives me more of a Fanny Four vibe with that centerpiece. Mm-hmm. And then um, it, we're looking at Spider Man in that front bottom row. So yeah. All right, interesting book. I'll, yeah. I'll have to check that out. Oh, I highly recommend that. I'm, I'm excited for that one. Of course, we've got all kinds of variants. So however you, far you can count on your alphabet, it looks like you're going to be flying down to letter. I'm seeing at least F. G and then then that Wait, one the on G, G variant. So this is like some kind of celestial. I think it's a oh, new one. I think okay. it's a specific one created for this. It looks like he's wearing a tie. <laughs> <laughs> now that you say that, I can't unsee. Uh, but I think he's the one responsible for what's going to happen. Oh, so okay. that might be the judgment he chooses to pass. How will you do without your electronics and superpowers? So as we've all seen, you know that's a good dating tip. See how somebody reacts when the internet goes slow. That's what this celestial is doing to us. <laughs> All right, Demon Days, Cursed Web number one will be out. So Peach Momoko is definitely exploring more of the Demon Days story arc that she's got going. And again, these beautiful covers. I like to call it soft art. I don't mean that in a mean way. I just It just seems so just, it's beautiful stuff. Uh, so I'm curious. I think maybe this is hinting at Gwen. I think that's what I'm. my eye is telling me to look towards with the pinkness inside the hood. Mm-hmm. So I definitely would see it there. So there's definitely uh, some great stuff if you've been collecting those issues. And quite a few variant covers as well. Looks like Mystique has something to do with it. Yeah, I think Mystique's going to be a big or player in this one. Is that? No, is I would definitely say that's Mystique. Okay. The, the little skull there at the end of the knife. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, probably X23, I'm thinking, in one of those variants as well. So, yeah, we're yeah, all quite the way a bit. down to G, H, I. So, I love how they can recycle their variant covers. Yeah. Like, we will just we won't put our, our art on, or our lettering on there. We'll call it virgin art. There you go. K. We went all the way to all K. Way to K. So, if you count your alphabet. Uh, let's see. Hellions number 15 will be out. So, there's definitely some crazy stuff going on in Krakoa. Um, or, I guess... Mars, because Krakoa, the X-Men have taken one giant leap. They renamed the planet Mars. I forget what it's called, but that's their big thing. So, mm. But we have the Death of Scarlet Witch going on. So that takes us to the Trial of Magneto. Uh, Way of X has brought Onslaught back. So that's going to be a crazy front. And then we're going to get ready for uh, Inferno which is going to be Hickman's swan song for the moment from X-Men stuff. So all the books play very well with each other. So what will Hellions be providing with this dark team of X-Men mutant characters? So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Then we've got, let's see here, Last Annihilation. 
Uh, we'll be tying into a special book, Wiccan and Hulkling number one. So Last Annihilation is currently happening in the Guardians of the Galaxy book, which tied off into Sword and recently the new Cable annual. So how is this going to affect Wiccan and Hulkling? Which is really cool because... Um, so Hulkling is now the official king of the scrolls and the Cree, uh, and he's uniting both. And so basically those two home planets are being attacked at the same time. And this is a cool strategy because obviously he can't just protect one of the planets because then that's going to show favoritism towards his people. So basically we know, I think Hulkling stayed and protected the Cree planet and then uh, Wiccan went and is protecting the scroll planet right now. So they're separated. They just got married. Could this be dangerous for them? Yes. Uh, and then let's top that all with the fact that Dormammu is the villain, but he managed to take over Ego and then use the fact that Ego can create a body. So now we have a giant-sized evil Dormammu in space. It's actually really fun stuff. Uh, let's see. N Moon Knight issue one got a second print in, so that will count as a variant. So we're all the way to the letter N, <laughs> and then we're getting an O, so they managed to milk us twice on that one. So if you're collecting those, good luck. New Mutants issue 21 will be out as well. So again, more to find out what's happening on the, um, the uh, what's going on with the mutants. So it definitely looks like it's going to be tying into the Shadow King. So that could be very interesting. Uh, Sinister War issue four will be out. So this is Nick Spencer's swan song. So this book is taking place at both the uh, Spider-Man and the Sinister War book. So it's very interesting because it is villains galore. And one of the uh, one of the variants features Lady Octopus. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if she's going to get to play a part in this as well. Then we've got some Star Wars books. So if that's your thing, definitely check it out. Uh, Ultimate Comics Fallout number four will be getting a facsimile edition. So in honor of Miles Morales' birthday. And this is what the two companies should have been doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad they are at least catching on for... Uh, uh, miles here. Now, what's interesting on a secondary market note, do yourself a favor. Go buy a copy of this and get it CGC'd. I have a strong feeling that, obviously, he's a very unique character. He is a character that is going to last because we see characters be made left and right. But people are getting that CGC'd. People are selling it CGC'd. It might be worth it to spend 100 bucks now and let it sit for a couple of years. There you go. So there you go. Uh, Venom issue 32. Oh, I'm sorry. That's an old one because they're just selling a... I guess signed they must have copy. some... Yeah, signed copies. Donny Cates didn't move as fast as they were hoping for. Uh, the WEB of Spider-Man. So Web of Spider-Man issue 4 will be out. So if you want some all-ages fun with a very Tom Holland-esque Spider-Man, check it out. Amazing Spider-Man by Nick Spencer volume 14 is out. So this is the Chameleon Conspiracy. So if you definitely want to check that out. Um, I can't believe it's 14 volumes of him already. Good. <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man Omnibus Collection is going to keep going. So right now we are in the Jerry Conway uh, adventures. So if you want to see the original Clone Saga, the death of a goblin, the first appearance of the Punisher, and the beginnings of the Jackal, definitely wow. pick that up. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry Conway. Yeah, did a lot of cool stuff. I believe, if I remember correctly, I think he's the second writer of Spider-Man. So this is who Stan Lee handed the pen over to. So yeah, a lot of foundational stuff happening there. Black Cat Volume 5 trade paperback will be out. I'll take Manhattan. So if you want to see some of the lead-up adventures to Black Cat somehow being the person who steals Infinity Gems, check it out. Captain America by, by Captain America by Taneste Coates, Volume 5, All Die Young will be out, continuing his run on the Captain America book. Doctor Strange will be getting an epic collection, Volume 9, The Vampiric Versus. Eternals, Volume 1, Only Death is Eternal. So this is the Kyrian, Gillian, Isad, Rebic adventures. I think you mentioned this one. And the fact that this is trade is coming now tells me this is probably where you want to start. If For the movie, yeah. yeah. Uh, Heroes Reborn, America's Mightiest Heroes Companion, will have will be released. So we just recently had the Heroes Reborn event. So this will tie into some of the other books. So here we get to see the Squadron Supreme of America take on the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. And this is the version of Squadron Supreme that's put together by Coulson, right? Yes, Coulson making a deal with Mephisto. Okay. Bum, I, bum, bum. I do feel like I need to check this out. I start with the conclusion. 
And if yeah. you like it, then go back and read it. Okay. Yeah, because I, I, to me, it fell flat. Uh, but I'm kind of mean nowadays. <laughs> uh, then there's also oh, Heroes Are Born, America's Mightiest Heroes Companion, Volume Two. Uh, so this one, I kind of, I think that was the Thunderbolts team. So like Electra, Punisher, uh, either the Hood or Cloak, and then a Beetle and um, Crossbones. So it was kind of an interesting mix up there. So some wild stuff. Uh, so, but yeah, at least the good thing about that, I think you can get the whole thing in three trades. So that's kind of nice. Uh, Marauders by Jerry Duggan, Volume One will be out, so we get to see the foundations of the Red Queen and some Sebastian versus Emma action. Marvel Masterworks will be presenting Marvel Teen Up Volume Six. So if you want to see Chris Claremont and John Byrne write and draw more of the Marvel Universe outside of the X-Men line. Definitely check this out. I'm so glad Marvel still makes Masterworks. You hear that, DC? (laughs) Give us archives, okay, buddy? Come on back. And let's see. I think if we've got... Yep, so Thor and Loki, Double Trouble. So if you watched Loki and you want that Brotherhood adventure, then definitely check that out for fun. And hey, what if's out there? So what if the original Marvel series will be getting an omnibus edition? So I think this is like the first 20 or 25... uh, Issues and you can choose the classic one to issue one, or you could get the Jane Foster Thor, or you could choose the uh, Stan Lee as Mr. Fantastic, Flo Weinstein as uh, the Invisible Woman, Jack King Kirby as the Thing, and gosh darn it, I forget who the Human Torch is in that group but yeah what Young if the marvel Jim shooter nah. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> he should have been there rick jones uh, <laughs> yeah and speaking of uh jack king kirby you brought this to my attention our last saturday was his 104th birthday that's right so the king is still rocking it so great stuff there uh wolverine by ben percy volume two will be out so again this continues the new adventures of wolverine Wherever the hell he wants to be, whether it's Krakoa or not. So because that's, that's Wolverine's thing. power. He can be everywhere. Yep. That's a hell of a motorcycle. That's, you know, has. that's a lot of trades. It's yes. a lot of that's a lot of uh annuals. Man, this is the uh, August. Yeah. Is August when they used to do the fifth week events? Because I feel like August always has a, f- a five well, week. Well, you're you're talking August is the month right after Comic Con. So true. It, usually Comic Con that month was always kind of it, it always felt like an expensive month. Which was horrible because you're going to go to Comic-Con and spend all your money. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I feel like August now is probably like, hey, let's push our stuff back. And that would be a good time to sell because then people can buy more instead of saying no to stuff in August. So we're going to get into a little bit of news. But before we get into that, I want to say congratulations to Chris first for getting uh, his snippet uh, from a trade or no, from a story onto a trade. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. So um, I, I fight viciously to make sure I get to do the Daredevil reviews over at AIPT Comics. And I was, uh, my, my editor notified me. So Marvel gave me the cover quote. I wish they would have expanded on it because it's like, what is it? It's just, this is a historic run. It's like, oh, like, well, let me tell it you says why. something like, this is top tier Daredevil or something. Isn't that what you no, said? It just, it just says, this is a historic run. Um, oh, I thought, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm, I must have been misremembering I mean, it. It then. could have been one of my other ones, though, because I think I, I, I think the last time I made it, I made it to the back cover. Uh, but now I got the front cover, so that that nice Daredevil Electra cover, and then there I am. there's my quote in the upper left. <laughs> I do miss the days when they would say the actual names. Now it's just the company name. Yeah, you know? so, I noticed that too. Yeah. I was like, that's that's kind of lame. But hey, you know. But yeah, no. It's still your it, words. Yeah, it definitely helps. Um, I'm super proud. I know, like, there's a lot of love on the social media side of things. So like, my my reviews, like DC loves to pick up my stuff. I've seen it on. Uh, promotional material I've seen it retweeted Marvel and the creators they love to take that and spin it out as well so uh, yeah that was that was a great um, pool in the Saturday mail to open up that and see that trade so that was really cool so thank you yeah um, I, I need to get off my butt and write a letter so I could finally be in a letters page yeah. but that's pretty cool too to make those cover quotes so there you go. Uh, other news that we wanted to talk about uh, they announced in the Berlanti verse on television. Uh, Armageddon is going to be turned into a crossover event for Flash. Yeah. Uh, five episode event, and <laughs> it's going to go. I don't know if it's going to be all five episodes of the Flash, or it's going to go into the other shows. But they are going to have characters from the other shows, like Batwoman's yes. going to be there. Ray Palmer's returning. Ray, 
Uh, yeah, right. Brandon yeah, Routh. Well, Brandon Routh's going to be returning. I didn't know if he's going to be returning as Ray Palmer or not. Well, I think it's been listed, but yeah, maybe there's hope that we'll get another Superman. It may, out maybe of it, it's another Superman, cool. but but yeah, Ray, uh, Brandon Routh is supposed to come back, which is very interesting because the way they wrote him out of Legends of Tomorrow, he was very upset about that. So yeah, it didn't seem like it was good, but I kind of feel like I think he's good with Greg Berlanti. Not so much the studio, if that makes sense. That could, I, I mean, know. that could, that could definitely be it. That could definitely be it. Like, obviously, CW just didn't want to pay for his quote anymore. He, he's got other work. He's yeah. going to be the voice of a Magic the Gathering character for Netflix's animated Magic the Gathering ah, TV series. Okay, so there's that. Yeah, but super excited to see him come back. Yeah. So yeah, Armageddon. What do you know? What can you tell us about the Armageddon series in the comic book side? All right. So way back in the day, let's go back in our wave rider and ride the wave back to 1991. That's right. The late era of the 20th century. That's scary when you say that. <laughs> 1991. Um, DC Comics in their annuals uh, decided to do Armageddon 2001 because that would have been 10 years in the future. So the premise is in the year 2001, everybody lives in just, you know, in, in not necessarily slavery, but it's like there is just no hope anymore because there's only Monarch and Monarch watches everybody. So it's think police and everything just is awful. There is no more freedom. And most importantly, there's no more heroes. Uh, nothing is good. You are safe. You are fed. You can have your job and you can do all that stuff. But there's no um, active imagination and whatnot. So anyways, there's a guy by the name of Matthew Ryder. And, you know, he sneaks down and he goes to those stores and he's like, hey, man, I, I want to watch a video reel of a superhero. What do you got? Oh, man, I got some Superman, <laughs> you know. So he winds up getting busted. And what's interesting is he has two children and a wife. Uh, I believe his daughter, she's one of the monarch police. I think his son also works for the monarch in some capacity. So, of course, they're talking like, yeah, there's still rebels out there. We're trying to bust them. And. Uh-oh, dad's one of them. So at one point, he's just sick and tired of it, and he goes to one of the monarch statues, and he starts yelling and complaining. He gets arrested, and so they decide to make a deal with him, and they're like, okay, fine. You know, like, the only way monarch could be defeated was through time travel. So time travel doesn't exist yet, so they use him as the guinea pig, and he winds up getting sent back to 1991 with a mission. But kind of like it happened with Bishop, he can't remember what that mission was. Uh, so a little bit of it comes back to him. He knows he has to find the Monarch. So he's been transformed into the Wave Rider, which is also the ship ship's name on Legends of Tomorrow. Correct. And so yeah, we get all that happening in Armageddon 2001, issue one. So then it farms out to all the different annuals. So we would get multiple Batman, multiple Superman variants. Uh, you know, he would go to Lobo, whatever book was being published at the time. And then it all culminates back to Armageddon 2001, issue two. Um, and it's an interesting story because... It got spoiled, so I'll save some of that in case we talk about it in the future. But anyways, we discover that we discover who the hero was that went rogue and became the monarch and basically killed all the superheroes and enslaved the future. Uh, luckily, he has stopped, and it wasn't so lucky when we found out who the character was because it affected characters and a book, and those characters were not seen for probably close to like 13 years. Wow. Yeah, huge stuff, huge impact. Um it's a it's a great story. I love it. I think there's a lot of potential. You know, tackle it like Jeff Johns would. Let's let's do some wild stuff. Um, it changed characters. Luckily, those characters have been you know brought back into the DC universe and they get to shine like they used to. Uh, I do find it interesting. So it's fine because it was Armageddon 2001, and then okay, so so you have that two issue annual, and then it tied in all the annuals of the year. Then they did a four issue Armageddon the Alien Agenda. Uh, so. That one's just a loose sequel. I don't know why they called it the alien agenda. <laughs> it, like, I mean, yes, there are aliens that were planning on invading Earth at certain points. And luckily, when Captain Adam is bouncing through time chasing Monarch, uh, you know, they inadvertently stop the alien agenda. It's such a weird tie in. <laughs> and then the next time we see it is Armageddon Inferno, which has no reason to tie into it. It's just they were like, hey, let's use that brand appeal. Uh, but that does give us the return of the JSA into, at the time, modern DC Comics. So I think it's like 12 annuals, a two issue series, and then those two four parters. So you could probably go get the whole collection for, you know, 20 to 30 some bucks. Do it. You know, it's a fun time, in my opinion, but it is very dated. 
It is very dated. Mm. Uh, but anyways, what I was going to bring up, it's interesting that they're just calling it Armageddon. I guess you really don't want to put time years yeah, on Yeah, you don't want to do that. That's what's going to, you know, Armageddon 2001. Wow, who gives a crap? Most of your fan base wasn't alive then. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it'll be really interesting to see how the uh, Flash team, what they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it. I don't think I've watched the last two seasons of The Flash. Uh, during the pandemic, I just didn't, care to watch it i guess i don't know what it is i don't know it was their scheduling change or what but yeah so i'm gonna i'm probably gonna tune in just for the the crossover event which i don't think we had a crossover event last year i don't Uh, think we did yeah so uh the last one we saw was christ on infinite earth yeah so uh yeah i'll turn in i'll tune in for that because they always seem to be self-contained anyways and just watch those those episodes good because i'll be crashing then because i would love (laughs) to see I'm, i'm very curious like my hope my personal my fanboy hope I hope Captain Adam makes it because that was supposed to be a big event for him. This would have been his uh, Emerald Twilight slash Parallax moment, uh, but it got changed. And Monarch, I, I, I love that armor. I could care less about the story. I love that armor. That is a cool looking design. Uh, so that's been very interesting stuff. So I hope I hope we get to see that. I hope we get to see those elements. So yeah, we'll be talking more about that as we get closer, I think. Sounds good. Uh, all right, let's get into our challenge. So... As we talked last week, we talked about The Suicide Squad, 2021's James Gunn's movie, you know, his 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 uh, debut in the DCEU after his cer- unceremonious firing from uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, and then rehiring in the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe. Uh, he just, he was going to do the, the Suicide Squad and... Um, we talked about, we, we enjoyed the movie. We talked about how, uh, the different characters were being used and now how essentially it was a lot of characters that we'd never heard of yeah. in general. Uh, I, I did that with mine. I kind of picked a lot of characters that I'd never heard of before, like one or two issues. Uh, definitely. But I feel like stuff that, I, that, are, that is relevant or counterparty, uh, so to speak to the characters we saw. Yeah. You did a way better job of that than I did. I just, I went what was off the top of my head. You so. picked you picked the characters that you'd want to see killed, and that you know what? That's the Suicide Squad, also. So I get that. Uh, we have to th- you have to bring up the fact that there is already a counterpart to the Suicide yes. Squad in the D- in the Marvel universe. They're called the Thunderbolts. Yes. The whole point is grab villains who are in prison, usually uh, the Slab. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, from all over the Wrath, all the, the different, Slab. The Wrath, the Slab. Yeah, I think okay. Slab is their main one. Uh, and then take them and put them uh, on a team. Put them on a mission. If they die, they die. No big deal. Otherwise, they get to take some years off of their 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 sentence. Yep. Uh, in uh, but I did my best not to make a uh, uh, Thunderbolts team, so to speak. I do right. have one Thunderbolt on my team, though. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> she, I, I think she makes a lot of sense in in the in the in the yes, proposal. No, that pick. Such a good one. Like yeah. that that's the character why I would watch your film. So uh we weren't gonna do everybody on the teams because that was a huge <laughs> team that was part of the quote unquote distraction team, and then there was a good amount of characters on the actual team. Yes. But this is what we came up with. We we said three three people from the distraction team, uh three people from the actual team, including a peacemaker uh counterpart, uh a one Rick Flag, one Harley Quinn, the thinker starro waller and then give us a mission a mission for them to have to go do yes in the movie the mission is go to corto maltese uh destroy jotunheim and uh get rid of the 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 experiment that they're doing they aren't really told that it's starro at that point right yeah they didn't know anything about starro well no i guess they did they gave he was like the, a giant the, because he's like starfish is a tang for butthole a that's right butthole, yeah so. yeah yeah but i don't think they they, they knew that probably Starro could be a potential weapon of mass weapon, destruction yeah. used by the cartel Maltese people when in reality it wasn't them. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, okay, so let's go ahead and go first. Okay, so opening it up. So following the uh, questions, so all right, three characters from the distraction team that all die. Okay, so for me, I was like, all right, who do I hate that I want to see die? So Hector, or sorry, I decided to go with Hammerhead uh, just because I've seen him get beaten to tar recently like this character has just been taking it in the shorts for so long but he is he's a loud mouth douchey character yeah so i thought that'd be great to see him explode With an adamantium uh, head yeah, head, head like, how do you even get that 
Oh my god! I, why would you want it? And like, yeah, it, that that piece of skin in front of it is just going to be so bruised all Ooh, the time. Every yeah, time you smack it into it. So I might be doing him a favor. <laughs> uh, I decided to take the character of Boomerang just because of Captain Boomerang. I thought that'd be fun. Uh, just kind of throwing a little bit of haha over at the DC side of things. And then my my uh, the character that I want to open up with with the following with the bouncy ball and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Your savant, uh, my savant. So I thought that'd be fun to play with Sebastian Saw because again. He is a big name character, and then I thought that'd be such a wild twist to see him die. Yeah. Uh, plus, I just hate Sebastian Saul. He's such a jerk. It's such an so interesting power too. The whole like absorb- oh, absorption, yeah, yeah, and then and then turn it back on you, which kind of is the yeah. same as Bishop. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so that, I wonder if there's a story out there where Bishop's like a descendant of Sebastian Saul. Ooh, that could be something interesting. That'd be that'd be weird. That'd be an interesting fight between the two. God, I feel bad for the surrounding area. <laughs> it's like in that the X Men animated series from the nineties when. They had uh, what's his name, Sauron. Oh yeah, and okay. and Rogue like touching each other because they're both absorbing yeah, each other's powers, and then people, also, yeah. yeah. There you go. Gosh, now I well, now I want to do a list of like X Men characters, the good version of the powers and the bad version. <laughs> of the powers, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see. So yeah, those would be my three that I offer as sacrifice. Then my three characters from the actual team. Okay, I love Bullseye. I love Bullseye, and it was interesting because I I think. You gave me this idea, and I, I kind of used it like, I want to care about these characters, but I know I shouldn't care about these characters, so I'm not going to be too invested in them. But anyway, so I want Bullseye, cause, just because I would love to see his powers in action. Yeah. Uh, I just thought about that scene when Bloodsport and Peacemaker are killing the quote-unquote rebels. <laughs> like, how crazy is that going to be when you see Bullseye, shishing, shishing, you know, just doing all that while? That would be pretty great. So I thought that'd be pretty good. Uh, the Hood is my polka dot man. Okay. Which is an interesting one. I just like it because I, I really thought about like who's somebody where their power set necessarily isn't a benefit for them. Well, yeah, you know, Parker Robin. Robbins tries to do the best he can, which isn't good for us. <laughs> and I just thought, yeah, that would be one where it's like this guy probably doesn't sleep. You know, he's probably seen horrible things. So I just thought about that throwing up scene. And I was like, well, who would be up late throwing up? Actually, that'd probably be Parker Robbins. Yeah. It's like, yep, I just saw another demon sacrifice one of my family members in front of me again. I am cursed. I hate this hood. What was that? Uh, what was the book that I was reading when I was reading books uh, that had Parker Robbins as the, the head? And uh, was it the Illuminati book? I know, like he—he he definitely was like one of the evil bad guy versions of them. God, I can't because he was the, the Doctor Strange. Yeah, he was the counterpart. Analog, yeah, uh, it was him in the book. It was him and I want to say Madame Mask. Like the two of them were. Yes, because they were I, building them up as a couple. Uh, yeah. New Avengers. I know they, they was that New up, Avengers. Yeah. That was definitely a lot of Bendis stuff. Yeah, so New Avengers had that because actually when Bendis finished his run. The last issue is capturing Parker Robbins and Madame Mask. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, so that was that, that, was makes that sense. era. Yeah. All right. The Secret Invasion and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. the Secret Invasion yeah. stuff, yeah. So I thought he'd be fun in that regard. And then when it came to the Peacemaker choice, I had to go with U.S. Agent. Uh, just because I like the synergy that the two bring. And ultimately, I could see them being like, yeah, John Walker, you're under arrest. You're court- court-martialed. You, you're, you know. And he would take it, and he'd still do what's going on because this is a black ops mission, and he would play that way. See, so I thought that that'd be a good pick. I mean, and that's great just to see John Walker, U.S. agent, and uh, Bullseye going through the rebel like yeah, camp and just killing, killing people off. Uh, but interesting because, as we, we just said, Thunderbolts, when I read Thunderbolts, John Walker was the warden of oh, the slab, right. which where they pulled the Thunderbolts from. So he, he has a connection to the Thunderbolts, yeah, just so not as a, one of their uh, people that they used. Actually, I guess I have more Thunderbolts than I thought I did. <laughs> you know, I was like... Son of a gun. All right. Well, I'll keep moving along. So that's what it'll be. But that way, when if my movie does horrible and they rebrand it, they'll just call it The Thunderbolt. Yeah, that's right. Not pretending what it is. Uh, well, it's like that Green Arrow film they wanted to make. What was it? The Raft or something like yes, that? Yes. They wanted... You no, know, Supermax. Supermax. There yeah. you go. It's like, no. just call it Green Arrow. Call it, you know, whatever the, 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 the Iron Heights. Just... Why, why acknowledge that it's a comedy <laughs> film? It's okay. We don't, we don't get mad. All right. So this was a fun one, though. So my Rick Flag. So I originally thought about stuff. I thought about Sergeant Rock. I was like, oh, okay, that'd be fun. But then it dawned on me. I was like, well, who would actually really be fun to see in this? And I'm, I'm going to choose Flash Thompson. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, you know, we know him as the bully in Spider-Man. You know, I wouldn't want to mess with me too. You know? <laughs> uh, but I thought that'd be fun. And again, spoilers. So obviously we see Rick Flagg die at Jotunheim. In the comics, he does come back. 
So that window of opportunity could happen. So I thought this would be fun considering where we're going to be going. A little bit of spaciness. So I thought this would be fun that, yeah, you know, Rick Flagg could be killed by U.S. agent. But eventually there's going to be a certain little thing that comes back to help our Flash Boy come back. So you that, know, that'd be fun to play with. I wonder if if you could do the same thing that they did with... Um uh, not Roy Harper, Jim Harper, the Guardian okay. over at DC. How yeah. some people have tried to explain that Jim Harper's a, cl- a clone, and that's the reason why the Guardian is always there. Like throughout the ages, Jim uh-huh. Harper just keeps getting cloned. What if you did the same thing with Rick Flag? Like there is no Rick Flag Junior. It's yeah, just, just Rick Flag. It's Rick Flag cloned three. over. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> over and over. And they just keep, you know, he's Junior now. He's the third or whatever. It, it's definitely. It, it sounds very evil government enough. Yeah. That, sure, I'd buy it. <laughs> There's just uh, warehouses full of Jim Harper and rick flags yeah right you know <laughs> is this is this is this uh what is it uh uh package h or package f i can't remember which side i'm on you it, know? it actually it, like you, you you write a book where the two of them meet each other and they're like oh we look really similar and it's actually the same clone it's just one side goes to the u.s government the other side goes to like metropolis pd and yeah. like you just keep <laughs> panning them off <laughs> There you go. Harper flag. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, then taking a look. So my Harley Quinn pick, I just went for the counterpart. I went with Deadpool. I thought it was great. I actually wanted to put Deadpool on my distraction team. I mean, that would be pretty great. You know? I mean, yeah, I mean I, Harley I, Quinn I, was you know, on the distraction team. That is true. I guess it could work in that regard. I just, I don't know. I mean, I like Deadpool. Don't get me wrong, but I just, the oversaturation kills me. You know, it's like, oh, this character's so great. It's like, it's on, it's a good character. Don't get me wrong. Because anyways, I'm going to stop. Can you think of Deadpool. any time that he was on the Thunderbolts? Uh, yes, I believe when there was the red team. So when the Punisher wore his red skull, Lecture was, was Electra, on the team. Red Hulk, Ghost Rider, Agent Venom. And Deadpool. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that's another unfortunate Thunderbolt I've accidentally picked. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. So I thought about it. So our thinker. So I thought about big brain characters. And this one just, I like, I'm amused and scared of the character at the same time. Uh, Psycho Man. So I think the first time I ever saw him was on that Fantastic Four cartoon during the Marvel Action Hour. Scared the poop out of me, dude. Like, just the the, the thought process behind him. He's such a sick, twisted being because i don't think he's even human so i thought he'd be great because when we get to our starro aka for my situation annihilus so i thought annihilus would be great because i wanted that otherworldly conqueror now yes i don't get the gaijin cool. line you know like oh my god you <laughs> not know. gaijin or, yeah, kaiju kaiju i don't get the kaiju line uh but annihilus is a creepy looking mofo so i thought that would be great uh my waller and who's a government agent we all love to hate Henry Guy, Henry Guy, so, you know it's just the one you want to hit. You want to break those glasses. Who's the character that uh, um, Martin Freeman plays? The one that's in uh, Black oh, Panther and was in uh, Civil yeah, War. Uh, was it Civil War? Yeah, yeah, British Jim. Um, <laughs> yes, I don't know, but he's playing he's, an American agent, American yeah. CIA agent, or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he has Sitwell. No, Sitwell. Not was Sitwell. Guy, that was Jasper. Uh, but he has. Um, roots in the comic books, right? His character I think nowadays, isn't. yes. Oh, really? Maybe he did have roots. Like it's kind of the same thing where it's like because I think I, originally when they 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 said they were casting him as a CIA agent, I thought he was going to be playing Henry Gyrick, but he ended up not being Gyrick. Yeah. Oh God, now that's bugging me. Yeah, I think it is one of those ones. Like it's almost like a Jimmy Woo where it's like, hey, this is a character they kind of pop up every now and then right. and you know so it's like okay let's go with it it would have been they, pete wisdom would have been a cool pick for that and, and i that I, could have been his some people were saying that's who what rob delaney's character in deadpool 2 was supposed to be was pete wisdom his name oh, was kidding. peter but i don't think they ever said his name was wisdom uh same same thing with um oh well wasn't isn't gyrick also like saber dad or save no, his kid or something uh, uh creed creed that's right the, the politician is the one that turns out to be like yeah you're the son of saber that's like no because i i hate mutants i'm part of the friends of humanity and it's like well yeah that's why you hate mutants because your dad's the ultimate jerk you know? so, <laughs> yeah but didn't they look alike doesn't henry gyrick and creed look alike depending on the art yeah sometimes okay. they get they get drawn very very similar they got that flat top and just that in the glass bland vanilla look to them yeah okay yeah, but so. yes henry gyrick like yeah. i feel like he pops up in avengers books all uh, you know often and i guess who would he who would have been his uh counterpart in the dc it's part of the waha jla right like didn't didn't they have a i'm sure they've had government, a, liaison? government liaison um Nobody's coming to mind. Like I mean, there's there's always been somebody like when they did JLA International, 
Like maybe a Max Lord. Maybe you could yeah. argue that Max, Max Lord, Lord kind of before they really turned him villainous with that power upgrade. Right. But I just love the fact that too, though, as you mentioned, Henry Gyrick, like for me, he always started off in the X-Men because I saw him in the X-Men cartoon. Right. Then you'd see him in the Avengers book and he even made it to the X-Men movie. So you're like, okay, this guy, you know, like... Wait, he, who was he in the movie? Uh, he was the one that... I think she killed him with the feet when Mystique takes the helicopter. Oh, okay. Yeah, she killed him and then she impersonated him. Oh, okay. That so, was yeah, Henry Gyrick. Yep, that was Henry Gyrick. They even named him. They were like, oh, Agent Gyrick missing or found dead. Cool. So yeah, so he, he had a brief moment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's just... He's universal enough. You know, that's what's cool is that he's all over the place. And, you know, and like we were talking about before we started recording, it's like... They have good intentions, but their means are horrible. Right, him you know? and him, him and Waller are the same. They're not bad guys because yeah. they're doing what the the thing for the better betterment, the the better good, so to speak. Right, but they're douches. They're they're assholes, and they yeah. don't care who they're killed to get the the mission done. Yep, exactly, exactly. So, so. it's like there you go. So yeah, so I, I figured that'd be the good handler to set up the situation. He's the person who could sleep at night knowing that these horrible things are happening. <laughs> Anybody else just might be like ah, but he'd be like, I'm good. I don't need to drink a warm glass of milk. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so yeah. So now, what is our mission? Okay, so in the negative zone, we saw the forty-two. So that was the prison built by the superheroes and the initiative to house characters that just weren't gonna cut it. So of course, the government's gonna make their own version, you know, forty-three or whatever. So they're gonna have theirs, and inside it, they've been running it like a Guantanamo Bay. So that's where people go where they're extracting information. So that's why I picked Psycho Man because I figured he'd be good enough with his power set to like either put you in intense fear, intense happiness, or intense anger to get information out of you. So ultimately, this this superhero squad or this you know villainous squad, whatever we want to call them, mm-hmm. they're going to be sent to go take the prison back because they've been hearing that it's housing Annihilus. And it's been taken over by the Psycho Man. So they're like, okay, fine. So we're going to go in there. We're going to do this. Um, so Flash Thompson leads this crew over there, this Motley crew, and they go. But then it turns out, as we find out, that basically Psycho Man has captured Annihilus. And he is using that to influence Annihilus to create his own bug army. So this way they could have swarm-style invasions on enemy countries. Enemy countries of the United States of America. There you go. So it's like, oh, no. So that's where, of course, we'll have the big fight between U.S. Agent and Flash Thompson. U.S. Agent is going to sure enough stab him, you know, and, you know... And then maybe my my flash or my my uh, flash Thompson line, he'll just look at him and be like, I don't know, you always had anger issues. I don't know. <laughs> Some would have you know calling, or maybe that's the joke is Flash a bully is calling him a bully. I don't know. And so he'll die. Um, and of course we're gonna be sad, but I'm gonna open the door. You're gonna see this little white symbiote swim out and go towards flash thompson when everybody's running away as they try to evacuate i like that that'll set up for a potential sequel um and then basically they managed to put psycho man down but now all these characters have to take annihilus and stop this prison portal shut it down before it comes to earth so that would be a fun little play on stuff all right that's what i'm shooting there you go (laughs) your uh task force m so to speak. I like that. Yeah, Task Force M for murder. <laughs> uh, all right. So my three people that I picked from the distraction team, Blackguard, Savant, and Javelin. Uh, my Blackguard is going to be Killjoy, a villain from Deathlock. Yeah. I don't know him either. Neither do you. That's okay. That's the point. That's the point. He's just going to come up and say, hey, I'm here. I'm the one that called the head and said... We we did some we're we're coming so I'm gonna be on your side and then get shot up. Yeah. Uh, Paladin. Uh, this is a character that made his debut in Daredevil. So he is a mercenary. He yeah. is he's done a lot of on the good side, but he's also done a lot on the bad side. It's literally whoever's gonna pay him to do whatever. Yep. Uh, so that's gonna be my savant. Who like we we saw at the beginning of the movie like savant was. Uh, very much into doing the mission for Waller. Like he, he's a villain, but he's like, no, let's do it. You know, I'm I'm ready, sir. Kind of yeah, thing. Like I'm gung ho for this. Uh, and then my javelin, who I don't know if he's gonna play it up as much as a joke as they did javelin in the movie, but trick shot, <laughs> Clint Barton's brother, Barney Barton. Uh, I'm sure he's supposed to be dead in the comic books, but like 
have him sitting in slab waiting to, to get his revenge on his brother kind of thing and uh he also is gonna have a bow and arrow that he can pass on to the next person to use just like javelin passed on his javelin to harley quinn <laughs> that's great uh my three people from the actual team so my peacemaker well that's gonna be crossbones he the way that we see him depicted in uh uh uh, the MCU is uh-huh. he's very much for the cause. Unfortunately, the cause is Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the way that I see him p- depicted lately in comic books is he's he's the same way. He's like, I could have been Captain America. I could have been the next super soldier. But like my my stuff went different kind of thing. Yeah. So he's a bad guy. Um, uh, my polka dot man. Do you know anything about this character? He's a Spider-Man villain named Typeface. I've heard it. So he, but it's not ringing a bell. He has he, he, his his design is is really dumb. But he he doesn't wear a shirt. He's got a he's got really crazy hair. <laughs> but he has like a tattoo of an A right on his face, and he's got tattoos all over his body of different letters. Uh-huh. His thing is he throws razor sharp letters at oh people. My gosh. <laughs> you picked a great one for one for there. polka dot man. Yes. Right? I can just picture a guy throwing up, and everyone's like, "Who left the alphabet soup out?" You yeah. Know? <laughs> Uh, and then my bloodshot, because uh, you know, bloodshot was a, a nothing character. Yeah, right. Uh, they they made real character, Lady Bullseye. So instead of going yes. Bullseye, I went with Lady Bullseye. Like I don't, I honestly, the time Lady Bullseye was used in comic books was the time I was reading, but I did not read any of her the stories that she's a part of. She's pretty much it's just Daredevil, right? Daredevil, yeah, yeah. And she was great, dude. She was such a fantastic villainess. And she's Gone. off the face of the earth. Yeah. Like now she's reduced to like memory panels. Like, oh, I remember <laughs> that one time, you know, it's like, no. I mean, was she supposed to be related to Lester? To She was saved by him. Okay. So she, she's part of the idea of human trafficking. So, of course, you know, there's always that boat with crates of people. And Bullseye and, saves somebody? Yeah. Well, he just gets there and like he does his stuff, you know, chop, 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 chop. And like some, I think, I think it was, if I remember correctly, and I probably don't right now, but I think she managed to get free. And he watched her kill somebody. And he's kind of like, all right, you got my respect. I'm out. And then that was it. And so she's like, I will model my ways after you. So, so well, she's a disciple, you know? Yeah, yeah a disciple. And good way of putting it. So, yeah, Lady lady Bullseye. Yeah. Uh, my Rick Flag. I want to bring back Nick Fury, Nick Fury Jr. I think okay. Nick Fury yeah. Jr. Is a, was a cool character. Uh, the, the idea of, like, Nick Fury kind of being a... A, a monarch, uh, not a monarch, but a, a, a moniker. moniker. Yeah. yeah. The James Bond style. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Nick Fury Jr. comes in. Uh, whether or not he dies at the end of the episode or the end of the movie, the same way Rick Flagg does, and then brought back in some other way, be like, oh, no. Yeah, we downloaded your brainwaves into a LMD of you. So There's there you no go. Escape and death. <laughs> Shield has you for a while. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, my Harley Quinn. So I wanted to look for a character that is started off as a villain, is used as a hero, kind of teeters the line. Even in future stories, stories that take place in the future, like she is still considered a villain. So I went with Songbird, like a character that can definitely be used one way or the other she's such a great character um, i know we were we were talking about this before we started recording and so i think you read this one too avengers forever so that yes big old maxi series and good luck trying to buy it right now because since kang was a part of it it's on like the hot list really yep yep i need to go and reread mine so uh, but anyways i liked her because i knew she was on thunderbolts and the way it was always portrayed to me, and I could be wrong because I wasn't reading Thunderbolts, but it was kind of like she was a hero who tried to do something good, and the first time she heroed, something bad happened. <laughs> so therefore, now you're the villain, and she's just wrapped up in crap. And it's like this is somebody that our system is supposed to save, but it really ruined them worse. So she could have been a great person. I always had hope for her. In Avengers Forever, she's portrayed in the future like, yeah, she's finally going to be a member of the Avengers. She's going to be a good guy. And unfortunately, Kurt Busiek left the Avengers book, <laughs> so that never came to pass. <laughs> I mean, and then you go to old man Hawkeye, and you know he's tracking them down because at in the 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 event that happens in the present time or the past that that killed off all the Avengers, all the superheroes, the Thunderbolts traded sides. They went and helped the villains kill off the heroes. So Songbird is one of the characters that he has to go kill. Yeah. Uh, my thinker. I mean, 
he's portrayed as a real joke in the movie and but he's a scientist he's he's super smart yeah, yeah so i went with the leader the whole the whole character pick. like i like i i think that he's a cornball character but he is gamma rated gamma radiated smart right well and the thing is in that works perfectly with somebody that would be like like when you look at these characters it is not somebody you want messing with you mm-hmm. and like leader would be like yeah i have no problem sewing an extra arm in the middle of somebody's chest to see what happens. <laughs> i don't care i don't care what kind of freaky weird nightmare science we're gonna do <laughs> i'm cool get me a blt and let's get to work let's you get know? to work and yeah that is a perfect pick i like it my starro has exactly two appearances <laughs> and they're both in the Criteria beginnings of check. <laughs> tales of suspense so tales of suspense number 14 and what did i say the other one was 20 yeah tales 20, of suspense number 20 like that, yeah uh, Kygor. Now, this is a alien character that looks like a crab. And when they came to Earth, the first thing they did was uh, they jumped into the body of it, the living colossal, and took <laughs> over that thing. Uh, the issue twenty, I believe, they took over other statues and made them sentient. So, like the idea, this thing, they talk, they talk, they communicate uh, through telepathy and stuff like that. So it's very similar to Starro. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they take over bodies. So uh, the U.S. government is it on, and this is my uh, multi, the Corto Maltese is going to be Madripoor, which we now know a lot yeah. more about because of Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's such a great pick. <laughs> you know? uh, they will, they, the U.S. government uh, is doing experiments on Kygor so that they can take over the bodies of X or not X Men but mutants because mutants are the problem, right? Yeah. So they they have a a thing to go against them. Uh, but that's my that's my story there. And then of course I went with the same Waller. I went with Henry Garrick because it's the perfect yep. counterpart. It is. That is the low life scumbag government agent you just love to hate you just love to hate it's exactly right so there it is my story your story we we, we produce uh, i'm gonna go with a uh, task force k i guess for oh, okay. kill since you did murder <laughs> <laughs> <Muck duck. laughs> uh but yeah uh we didn't get our we didn't get any king sharks in there for either one of us but oh, it's I okay mean, that's where you that's where you farm more of the atlas you know yes yeah. that was groot groot was an atlas character he predates the marvel universe uh, he is a stanley creation so you know the the, the one that you've got th- that that probably could fit that role yeah you know a nihilist sure i'll do that he'll just talk funny <laughs> i'm a nihilist so we're a mustache there we go <laughs> and we still got your love we just need the awesome soundtracks. Uh, we do. You need a couple. Of, I mean, uh, let's see. I don't know what decade that he went with with for the Suicide Squad. I know he said that I didn't really do much for for music this time around. Like he didn't plan out the songs first. He didn't. I know we got man, Folsom Prison hit. Blues for yeah, the well, beginning. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. That's the Johnny Cash vibe. Plus it was huge because Wrath of Man used it for their trailer as well. True. So I think that was kind of probably more the studio being like, hey, <laughs> you're going to do this one. But God, the uh, the December song, uh, Sucker's Prayer. And then I we also got that one. Uh, These Are the People Who Died. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun one. That's yeah. always a great one to play. Which makes sense um, for the Suicide Squad. Yep. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so there you go. There's our stories. We hope you enjoyed them. We hope they live up to uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Or the, I'm sorry, The Suicide Squad. Yep. And uh, hope you return for next month when I think we're going to be talking about Shang-Chi. Yeah, we're going to be talking a lot. There's a lot coming. Like, okay, this is interesting, uh, at least interesting to me, but I think right now, just because of, of all the stuff on my plate, but I find myself getting my comic book, quote unquote, comic book fix through television. I'm watching. That Titans. makes sense. Yeah. I'm watching What If. I'm watching Stargirl. I've got movies coming. What? This upcoming week, we've got uh, Shang-Chi. Yep. And so it's like, man, tip of the iceberg. There it is. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me and talk to me about these stories or anything else we talked about today, find me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia, G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. Chris, where can people find you online? You can definitely find me on Twitter as Stuff I Should Say, should be spelled S-H-U-D, and then check out my writings on geeklymedia.com and AIPTcomics.com. And who knows, maybe I'll be on another trade paperbook. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so definitely check it out there. I'd love to chit-chat some comics with you. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts 
on our website, geeklymedia.com. Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash geeklymedia for exclusive material that you can only get if you're one of our patrons. Right now, Chris and I are talking about the What If episodes. What if, what if, what if. What so go and check that out if you have any spare cash. Uh, and whatever podcatcher you use to listen to us, please rate and review us. It helps spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Peace.